Hello, everybody. This is the first episode of Dupe Troop. This was part of like a very limited thing I was running back in early 2020 for Kira and Caleb Sunstead of Sounds Like Crows Acclaim. Just for funsies and stuff to get our minds off of the pandemic and, you know, all that garbage. So that is to say, this is Kira from three years ago, so she might sound a little different, but her soul remains as gooby as ever. And we hope you enjoy your time with this D&D game. I'll just get everything out of the way up front. Our music this episode was by Marcus D, who you can find at MarcusD.net and at MarcusD on Twitter, if it still exists. D&D was created by Wizards of the Coast, I think. Uh, you know where they're at. Caleb Sunstead can be found at Marshall Caleb on Twitter and on the Sounds Like Crows patron-exclusive Discord, The Nest, which you can access through patreon.com slash soundslikecrows. Speaking of Patreon, I'd love to say thank you up front to our lovely patrons. Thank you so much to Chase, Valentine, Ezra, and Nakoda. Thank y'all so much. And also thank you to Caleb Sunstead. Wow! Jackie, Zach, Ben Hatton, Paxton, Gerald, Alex, Davriel, and Ellis. Thank y'all so much. Unfortunately, this project is kind of shelved for a good long while because I just don't have the brain space to run it in Absolute Zero and the other home stuff. It's a lot sometimes, but you know, it's always tickling around in the back of my mind. So with that in mind, please enjoy Dupe Troop. Here we go. You are creeping through a dark and shady forest, and the only light is coming streaming through some brief gaps in the canopy, some midday rays catching pollen and shining little blinks. You hear a crisp twig snap underfoot, and a large shape blurs out of a crowded thicket, fleeing from you. Its horns glint in the sun, and you see it's the trophy beast you've been sent to kill. What y'all gonna do? Keep it together! Take the left flank. Uh, this way? Take, no. No, it's, it's fine. It's fine. Go. Can I cast silent image and make it look like a giant stone wall appears right in front of where the deer is running? Absolutely. I would like to do that, please. Excellent. Would you like to describe that for me? I step up. It is a shorter man, about five foot five inches with a thin, wiry build. He's got auburn hair of medium length that is very bushy and looking disheveled, a bristly mustache and small beard of matching auburn. He's got a large, friendly smile that he wears at almost all times, bright gray eyes that twinkle from behind a pair of large, round spectacles perched on his nose and looped around his neck by a brass chain, and the reflection of the glasses often make his eyes appear iridescent. And he wears basic but very clean traveling leathers, and a fine billowing purple cape that ripples even if there is no breeze. And he waves his hand, and he has this brass ring on his finger that glows, and there's a shimmer in the air as this boulder springs to life. And he shouts nonsense words. Bouldiculum! No, that's not his voice. <laughs> Bouldiculum! So is there... What if that's what he did? He just sh shouts it in a different voice. <laughs> I, I like that. Yeah. I'm adopting that immediately. So every time he casts a spell, he'll have like a, a very uh, stern and commanding Gandalf voice. <laughs> He's a performer. It's true. 
I think this deer is probably pretty dumb. It turns quickly, pivots on one of its back legs and starts darting off to the right. He points towards it. The man pointing is about five foot seven in dark steel plate mail that covers up most of his body. Only his face is visible. He has olive skin, kinky black hair, which is sort of worn in an asymmetrical style that's currently pulled back into a ponytail. There's body hair like bursting up through the neck of his breastplate as he points. And he sort of has this big blemish on the left side of his nose. He's got a thick, impressive beard that comes down to like halfway to his belly button. And the ear that's showing off underneath the hair has a dozen looped golden and silver earrings uh, with a large bar that runs through his ear. And he's just holding a giant great sword in his right hand as he points with his left and yells at his companion. Get it! Amin, I'm doing my best. Amin, the man pointing at his companion, uh, like shakes his head, steps forward, closes his eyes, reaches his left hand forward towards the elk. I'm going to try to cast Sleep. I'm casting it at first level. I've got to roll 5d8 and then uh, that many hit points. That's the total hit points of creatures this spell affects. So if I roll a 23, I could affect someone with 11 hit points and someone with 12 at the same time. 27 total hit points. So if this elk has 27 hit points or less, I think it falls asleep. Oh, it for sure does not have 27 hit points. You're fine. Yes. Falls unconscious until the spell ends, which it'll end in a minute. How does it look when you cast this spell? His magic is not very uh, flashy or showy, almost ever. It looks a bit like the Force from Star Wars, you know. A lot of it's just built up in the concentration of his face, scrunching up, and you can see sweat forming on his face as he holds out his left hand, and then under his breath whispers a few words. Your magic grips this poor dumb animal, and it just immediately ass over tea kettle, spirals down to the ground just in a heap of deer. I will yell from the back, Go on, put the rope around it! Amon, shaking his head, knocks his great sword off his right shoulder, like slapping it down like a baseball bat into his left gauntleted hand, and then shakes his hand as he strides towards the elk with obvious intention. What? What is that intention? So his feet are crunching on the pine needles on the base of this forest, and then it like pans up where he raises it above his head and he's just gonna... I mean, we only need this thing's head, right? Yeah, what were our directions? Uh, bring back the beast. Ah. Did they give us any indication of alive or dead? They certainly did not. Hmm. I don't think I would interpret it as we need to bring an elk back alive, right? Like that's a <laughs> that's a ludicrous request, I think, right? Oh, maybe. Maybe not. As the two of you are approaching the stag, would you like to roll me some perception checks? Oh, surely I'd I love to. I once again did not pick good perception. Oh, I also didn't. I think mine was on purpose this time. I've got an eight. That's a three. Well, its antlers sure are pretty. Solid gold. Damn. Such a shame to kill such a majestic creature. It's beautiful, you know? It seems like magic to me. Amen, instead of like just swinging this thing down, then he'll stride up to it, stop, place a foot gingerly onto the thing. 
and then he's just going to raise the sword up and plunge it downwards uh, as near to where he thinks this thing's heart would be. I might roll that into survival, knowing about animals and where their organs are. (laughs) That's also a flat roll for a good old Amon here. Uh, (laughs) It's a three, Allie. God. I mean, it's a stag, right? I mean... Yeah, no, for sure. It's definitely... But you're maybe not sure where its heart is as you definitely kill it, but it is not clean. It's not Oof. a clean blow, my dude. Does it mess up the prize, you know? Well, you think maybe they just wanted the head because ah. <laughs> what else are you going to hang on the wall? <laughs> I think maybe uh, since I rolled so bad on that, maybe Ovid is aware that he's not sure that he could just cleanly take the head off, you know? Mm-hmm. He knows sleep only lasts for a minute or so. Uh, oh, so he was trying to hurry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he sighs in relief as the thing perishes, takes out his sword, bats the creature on its belly sorrowfully a couple times, and then steps back and starts to clean his sword. Never pretty, but you know, that's what Lord's painful. You want to get the head? Uh, I'm all right. <laughs> and kind of realizes that he's not in the normal company he keeps. He sighs, and then on his back, he's got this great leather scabbard, which he pulls down. And as he puts his freshly cleaned and oiled sword into the sheath, closes a latch over it with a like a rivet button and then you can see on this scabbard there's a lot of these little pockets and little containers one of them is a smaller sheath for like a small survival dagger like just something you would use to cut up an apple while you're sitting around a campfire so he takes that out puts the sword back over his back realizing he is a real shitty survival skill he's gonna go at this and not feel great about doing it but if you would like to assist him in this in any way however you can figure uh i don't think i am going to no (laughs) glenjamin why would you come on a hunt if you're not prepared to finish the job well i think it's because i'm the only other one who applied for the job yeah i think desperation that's something to do with it. I, can I cast prestidigitation to get rid of some of the blood? Like absolutely, <laughs> just cleaning the blood away from there. There's just like a fountain of blood coming down from the knife that's just being like caught by an invisible plate. You know, <laughs> just disappearing. He's trying to be helpful. He wants to keep yeah. the blood off you, but he's not going to hold it. Away. Allie, uh, do you want me to make another survival roll here, or do you want me to keep the three? Actually, I forgot. I have mage hand. So I think uh, I will use Mage Hand to, like, hold it in place for him. Okay, I... Up to 30 feet away. It's a magic spectral hand that appears. Now, will you be 30 feet away? Because you don't want to be around it. (laughs) I don't don't think I'm quite that far. (laughs) No, it's more just I don't want to be the one to touch it with my hands. Yeah, you know, I'd let you roll with advantage with this Mage Hand assist. Thanks for the assist. I got an 11. An 11 is just about good enough Like, it's not a super job, but I doubt that this local pig baron is going to balk at a golden stag head that you're bringing him. Pig baron. Yeah. (laughs) Finish taking it off. I think the last thing is definitely just like a swift kick to sort of break through whatever's left. So there's this real sickening sound as the head separates and rolls off. Um, And wipes his nose a little bit. Uh, We can see some sweat running down his face. And he's going to go check out these horns. 
I don't imagine he's seen a lot of stuff like this. So uh, right. he just kind of wants to like imagine how much these things are worth, you know? Well, uh, as you hold them in your hands, these are some hefty fucking antlers because they are, you can only assume from the weight, solid gold. I will walk over to join him now that blood is not flying, continuing to use prestidigitation to just make the blood not as bad. And he's going to lean down and also examine these horns with him because they're they're gold and they're beautiful. And Amon will push him over to you and then he'll stand up, look to his body covered in blood, and he goes, um, do you mind? Oh, yeah, yeah, sure thing. And he almost absentmindedly waves a hand in your general direction and all the blood flies off of you into a clean spray on the tree behind you. Makes a blood silhouette. Ahmed <laughs> 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 um, shakes his hair, walks forward to stand and wait till uh, you're okay with him grabbing the antlers. He sort of seems like someone on watch or something, you know? He seems more like a, a bodyguard than he does someone, like, experiencing this hunt with you, you know? He'll notice this, look around a little bit, wave another hand, and then there's just suddenly a small crowd of armed guards that sort of stand and mill about, making <laughs> making no noise or doing anything like that. But it's it's suddenly much more crowded here. I'm a nods. Oh, we don't like him. I can make him something else, you know? It's... He waves a hand. They're archers now. Is that better? Hama nods again. <laughs> I will take out my pair of spectacles that he's wearing. He will detach them in the middle so that it becomes kind of like a quasi monocle. And he moves in to try to examine it a little bit more closely. <laughs> this guy. I've never seen something quite as fine as this before. Are you sure the Lord's paying us enough for this? Yeah, Almond kind of thinks about that too for a minute. You can very clearly tell this is worth so much fucking more than you guys already got paid. Um, I know half was upon delivery, but it still's not going to be more than these fucking gold antlers. Oh, well. Mm. Then's the breaks. Deal's a deal. Amon shrugs his shoulders. I just need the Lord to give me his okay to, you know, move about in the kingdom. That's all I care about. I agree. I'd rather not burn a bridge. And certainly... Although I do not need to prove my honor, I do think that this would no doubt build your reputation, if nothing else. It takes a person of great character to turn down a prize such as this. And he rubs the antler between his fingers. Well, I don't have any reason to stay out here. I agree. Let's go before it gets dark you guys pick up this stag head and try to proceed back from whence you came. However, you only take five or six steps back the way you came when you feel like you've hit a solid wall and you can see through it and you can see your footsteps that brought you here. You can even see that stone wall that you threw up way back over there, but damn it, if you can get through it. It's gone it's then. Gone. Yep. Never mind. You <laughs> don't see any stone wall. Fuck me, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I used the thing again, so got rid of the other one. Glenjamin, t- turn this magic off. Oh, um, I-, I take a step forward and run into this barrier, knock my hand against it, <laughs> and I... So, so Amon meant turn off your spell, and you took it as, hey, figure out this magic for me. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah, um, it seems like some sort of wall... You know, we're not able to walk through it. I can see it's a wall. I meant stop doing it. Oh, I can't do that. No, I can make walls. 
waves his hand and a giant brick wall just appears in place. And he's like, but you can still walk through it. And he just sort of weep, 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 sticks his hand in and out of it just to prove it's not real. Amon drops the head, unsheaths his sword, drops the leather to the ground, holds it between two hands, and then uh, swings it as hard as he can at the wall. Cool beans, man. Roll me an attack. <laughs> cool. Oof. 11. 11 is enough to hit it because it's just a yes. big old invisible wall. <laughs> Stupid wall. Uh, roll me that damage, though. Perfect. 11. 11. You bring this sword down onto this invisible barrier and it immediately ripples out with this just brilliant and blinding purple light rippling like water, but much faster. And it actually rebounds five damage onto you, my dude. Oof. Uh, Amon is flung backwards. He somehow manages to not have the sword thrown out of his hands, but he does like a... I've, if this makes sense, like a full backflip almost, trying to catch himself and then just slams on his back into the ground. Oh, I, I definitely can't do that. You'll run. And the, the sound that the sword made on the barrier was just absolutely deafening. Glenjamin extends a hand to help Amon up. <sighs> he shakes his head uh, like too stupid at the moment to like think of an answer. Uh, that, you know, you pull him up and he shakes himself off and just looks up at the wall. He looks up and down it. Is it like still rippling? Can we like... It's rippling very faintly now. It's mostly see-through again, but it looks like heat waves almost rippling out from the point where you hit it. And it ripples and ripples and ripples and it just keeps going. We see his head tracking it like all the way down slowly. And then we like see the expression on his face getting more and more hopeless, you know? Can I use mage hand to make a spectral hand and start like feeling around with it? Of course. Try to go higher in the air to like tap on it. And I will walk up to the barrier, put a hand on it. So I feel where it is, make the hand appear. And then I'm like running one hand through my bushy hair as I'm tapping around on it going higher and higher and just trying to find the lip. What's the range on your mage hand? 30 feet. You can tap, tap, tap away, but you are not finding within your range the end of the barrier. Is it like a straight wall? Is it going, like, do I go straight up or is there curvature? It appears to be straight up. Um, well, the bad news is that it goes up real high, so I don't think we can climb over it. And the good news? Oh, there isn't any yet. Sorry, I phrased that bad. But but I phrased it that way to leave room for the good news. So, you know, we got to find it then because we're waiting on it. You know, the good news is we got the stag. Well, we got the stag. That's good news. Maybe try throwing the stag head at the wall. I don't know. It's magic. That's magic. This is magic. Hey, come on. I'm just using the logic to put the things together. You seem a bit simple for a wizard, Glenjamin. I'm very complex. You just don't understand me. As this is happening, I'm going to walk and try to take the stag head and then lug it at the wall and see if it does anything. Do you stop him? No. <laughs> no. We just get a shot of him trying to navigate how to best hold this thing to throw it. So he it's picks it up big. one by each antler and then he does sort of like a staggering drag where he has to throw his whole body weight into like trying to throw this forward. So he almost falls over when he does it, but doesn't. Well, it definitely makes contact with the wall, and it 
appears to fry the fur of it a little bit, and it just tumbles to the ground. Oh, oh no! A trail of blood. Oh, that's that's messy. Are you kidding me? I didn't know it was gonna happen. That's why I did it, Glenjamin. Listen, I'm trying to find the way. You're just getting upset. It's all right. We'll figure it out. I haven't ruined our prize, Glenjamin. Only the eyes, right there. He like looks to the burnt hair, looks back to Glenjamin. How bad is it? I mean, it's singed, but like, if you did some magic on it, yeah, you might can be able I to press salvage it. Can I digitate the dirt and stuff? Yeah. Off of it? <laughs> it's definitely got a shorter <laughs> cut coat. Yeah, it's but... got a shorter cut coat. I I get rid of like all the burnt ends and burnt tips and stuff. So it's like he got <laughs> he got a patchy haircut, but it's not bad maybe i mean what does this guy know about gold deer he never seen one maybe <laughs> who knows i'm sure you could pass it off if you can escape my hell bubble <laughs> oh it's a bubble is it no don't worry about you it you said it was a wall a second Ooh, ago so. <laughs> <laughs> i think this shot that is um and looking to the deer looking to glenjamin looking to the deer looking to glenjamin and then glenjamin just like holds up two hands and then the fur gets cut a beat later you know and now his hair is just like very rumpled and he's standing with hands on hips looking down at this slightly worse for wear head glancing back to you but still has a an affable smile on if that first impact on the wall did not attract unwanted attention you can bet that that second one did though I don't think that's true uh, well, about that. <laughs> Roll me a perception. I would love to. That's a natural 20. Ooh, hot damn! 16. Amon for sure knows that there is something coming at you through the woods, and it's coming fast, and it's coming from a couple different directions. Not quite here yet, though. Okay. To arms! He'll grab his sword and then do some magic. Hell yeah, do some magic. Do we hear anything at this point? Rustling, probably Rustling. you would get. Okay. He backs up a bit but doesn't touch the barrier and he says, I'm usually more legs than arms. Sometimes it's better to run. I will put my hand up in front of me and there's like a little glow of yellow energy and his cloak billows. And there's no breeze, but he stands there looking worried. And regal. And apparently regal, <laughs> yes. I'm casting a bless, so I can choose all of us. And then uh, whenever we make an attack or saving throw, you can choose to add a d4 to that number rolled. Wonderful. I would like to cast silent image again. Okay. I would like to make... Just a very, very tall looking fighter. Just like a 15 foot tall, huge dude holding a battle axe just standing in front of us. Nice, nice. That's me, by the way. Don't attack it. Uh, it does not much impress the pack of wolves that exits from the bushes, though. Oh. Wolves Wonderful. don't have any taste. And gosh. For human flesh. <laughs> a small pack of wolves appears to be led by something that is wolf-like but larger and possibly angrier <laughs> and you guys could roll me like a nature check or some bullshit if you want to know what it was i but... don't know anything about nature i'm not gonna roll my <laughs> character would have no reason to know what this is. fuck man just a big wolf right yeah <laughs> well i got a five damn this this wolf real ripped <laughs> 
That's a very big wolf. Ovid just starts to yell. <laughs> All right, can I get some initiative? Is it like folks? in an intimidating way, a battle hardened way? Or? No, it's in a way of like fuck this shit that's happening right now. Like, ah. Oh! Uh, nineteen. Nineteen, you say? Yeah. I got a seven, baby. Well, all right, y'all. You ready to rumble? Yeah. The transorbent Glenjamin up first. So seeing the wolves emerge from the forest, there's sort of a of surprise from him. And in a moment of panic, he claps his hands together and then spreads them wide, almost like he's spreading out a deck of cards or something. But as he does that, he casts mirror image and several, I think three other images identical to himself spread out uh, and sort of fill in their ranks to make it look like there's a lot more of them, but they all look like him and they all do the same things that he does. And which one in the row are you? He's probably the furthest back, but the way mirror image works is until the spell ends, they move and mimic with me. They shift position, so it's impossible to track which image is real. But every time a, a creature targets me, they roll a d20 to see if they hit me or one of the images. Okay, and you're you going to have to remind me it's about fine. that. Yeah, just, but... if, it, if somebody's attacking me, I'll let you know what happens. Oh, yeah, sure. Oh, yeah, sure. You going to do anything else, Glenjamin? He and uh, maybe all of his duplicates at the same time say, There's a lot of wolves. <laughs> there are three wolves and one big wolf. Not included in that number. My giant warrior guy is just, he's like an idling video game animation. He's just like there standing menacingly with this axe, but he doesn't do anything or make any noise whatsoever. How many abs does he have? Oh, I'm sorry. How many abs are built into the armor? Yes. Ten? Maybe? That's a good amount of abs for some too, armor. Too many abs. All right. Big wolf up next. It is going to try to close the gap with that big menacing axe man and give him a bite, maybe. Can I hit an illusion? What the fuck no, do I do with Physical interaction with the image reveals it to be an illusion because things can pass through it. A creature that uses this action to examine it, or I guess attack it, can see if it's fake or not. But he goes right through it, so it's obviously not there. It also doesn't smell like anything, so to a wolf, it's kind of like looking at empty space. Yeah, it's gotta like be it, weird. They wouldn't smell it or, you know, whatever. This big old dog shakes its head as it blasts through this giant man, and I guess that's its turn. <laughs> Uh, what's Amon doing? He's going after Big Wolf Boy. All right. He just runs at it, two hands on this large sword. Something we can see about it is that it's got a huge centered divot. I don't know what those are called in swords, but I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. I do. The other thing is the blade is really wide as well, like five inches maybe. Oh, he swings. Does a 17 oh, still hit? Oh, that definitely hits. Nice. Um... Oof, poor, uh, six damage. How do you slash at this boy? He's very methodical when it comes to this sort of thing, and he's trying to be sort of slow center mass. Like when he's coming at people, it's almost like a boxer or something trying to lower his total profile. So he, he just runs forward, and then it's almost like a, a snake coming out from being coiled, just swinging up this sword uh, sort of at the thing's head. You crack this big wolf pretty good. And it's looking pretty angry, and now all of its friends get to move. Oh, damn, they can move real far. I, he definitely misses the head, though, and just sort of nicks off the shoulder as mm -hmm. he uh, looks back defensively. Having a lot of trouble chopping heads off. <laughs> <laughs> the wolves peel off. Two of them come to help Big Wolf Buddy, and I think they know they saw their their boss or whatever the fuck jumped through that big buff man. One also goes for Glenjamin, so. Glenjamin! So they are all gonna bite 
because that's mostly just what they do. Bite, baby. I'm gonna roll the attacks on Amon first because he's the closest. How about a 17? Does not hit you, correct? Correct. Barely a miss. I got 18 with this black plate armor. All right. Second wolf doing a bite. 12 also does not hit. These wolves are extremely ineffectual against all your real good armor. Last one, Transorbent Glenjamin. Do I have to get some info from you? Yes. Yeah, so uh, you roll a d20. Tell me what you get. Okay. Four. Uh, that one hits me. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so basically, every time you attack, if you roll above a certain number, it hits one of my duplicates, okay. and then you still have to hit their AC and stuff, but this gotcha. one does hit me. If it's All under right. a six right now, it, it hits me. And your AC is a, it's a, 14. It's a 14, yes. God, it's in that one. Oh God. <laughs> so this wolf charges directly at you because it can smell you because it's a wolf. Uh-huh. <laughs> the images of the illusions flicker and it confuses it and it like tries to chomp on your leg, but you just kick it backwards out of its reach real quick. Yeah, just do or a- something. <gasps> oh no. Move my hmm, got nice pants on. Get them. <laughs> <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> Goes for my thigh and I'm just like, no. What do you want to do about it? It's your turn. As you dodge this wolf bite. I think I am going to retaliate on the wolf that is trying to bite me. Okay. So I'm going to cast Eldritch Blast. <laughs> this wizard, what are you talking about? Uh, that does not hit. That's a nine. Mm, no, that does not hit. You're correct. He holds up his ring and then aims it like at the wolf as he's still screaming. And then there's just this visible rippling wave of sound that blasts out. And it's it's still just him screaming in fear but it whooshes past the the wolf and you see it sort of carve a path through the vegetation behind it, just making them wobble out of the way and then they bounce back and just sort of sway in the new breeze. He's not going to try to run away because he doesn't want to get bit, so he's going to try to keep his eyes on it and dance around and not get hit as his illusions start to do this everywhere as well. (laughs) Gotcha. Big Wolf is still on Amon, so it's going to try and bite. With a 16, that seems like nah. 16 is definitely a miss. Do you just kind of deflect it away with your sword? It tries to grab metal and its mouth just squeaks off, you know, like it's grabbing a plastic toy or something. And it sort of recoils long enough that Amon shoves it back a little bit, you know, just like a foot away and then uh, swings his sword down, leveling it at both of these creatures. Amon, what do you hear? What 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 do you do? Rather, fuck. How do you taste? <laughs> what do you smell in this moment? He glances quickly back, his hair bouncing, and he turns back forward with another stance and another yell. I'm attack the the big wolf again. All right, you do still have two wolves flanking big wolf. Just as a reminder. Nineteen to hit. Yeah, that'll do it. I got 2d6 plus 3, and then I think I'm going to burn my last spell slot to smite this thing. All right. So I'm rolling 2d6, 2d8 plus 3, 19 damage. 19. So close to being smoted. (laughs) Uh, Do I seriously injure this thing? Oh, absolutely. It is nearly crippled. The blade just glows hot red like it's just come out of a forge and it comes swinging down towards this thing. There is one particular notch in the large great sword that does not glow. It's just pure gray iron steel. 
and it's like a notch like someone took a chisel and just slammed it into one portion of the blade and then we see that for a second and then it plunges into this thing sort of burning and searing the flesh around it and then he pulls it out quickly and takes a few steps back well i think you took something real important with it because uh god damn this this big wolf looking bad Maybe the the shot then is when he pulls back the sword, it's just a fountain of blood, like Tarantino levels of just <laughs> pouring out of this thing, you know? Just a blood geyser. Yeah. Blood geyser. But it's pouring, you know? It's not spurting, it's pouring. Gosh, that's an upsetting image. <laughs> <laughs> you greatly injure these two wolves boss right in front of them and gosh they just really want to impress him so they're definitely <laughs> gonna start biting you yo that's another nat 20 oh hot God. dice is this real okay which one <laughs> wow. dude she's she's rolling hot today so i'm gonna roll these <laughs> oh all these g4s it's a lot of ones it is <laughs> Uh, that is eight damage. Okay. Total. She rolled three ones on these uh, wow. out of her four d four. It was one one That's one incredibly four. Lucky. No, it's uh, one of those ones. It's a two. You see, it's just hard to see because it's gold on gold. Is this the first damage I've taken since the invisible wall? Yes. Now this other wolf's gonna bite you, or at least gonna try. This one misses. Maybe it gets your boot, but not you. That is good news. That is good news. And then there's still a wolf in front of, oh, Glenjamin. No. <laughs> so do I have to roll again? Yep, on roll the... a d20. Okay. Tell me what you get. 15. 15 will hit one of my duplicates. Alrighty. My duplicates have 13 AC. Okay, let's... And if, if you meet it, they poof instantly. <laughs> it's 12. Oh no, so it doesn't. Are you still dancing? I'm not like actively dancing for pleasure or fitness. Um, no, but you said you were dancing. Yeah, I was, I was like shuffling around trying not to be caught. So yeah, he's he's trying to be light on his feet. I think maybe it's just visually confused and it takes some snaps and they just do not land. All four of these cloaks just billowing in, in a crazy cloak tornado. Something much shorter than him is attacking him. So he's doing his best to keep his legs out of their reach, which results in a lot of jumping up and keeping your legs away. That's the wolf's turn. However, you hear a muffled voice approaching you from in the tree, like in the branches, and you can't quite make out what they're saying, but there's definitely someone coming. And with that, Glenjamin, what you gonna do with this uh, wolf you've addled and confused? How many wolves are left now? There are still three wolves. Three wolves, okay. Could I cast sleep now? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I would like to cast sleep. <laughs> so sleep has a range of 90 feet and it targets creatures within 20 feet of a point I choose within that range. Mm -hmm. Is it possible to catch the three wolves that are attacking Amon right now without catching Amon? I think you could get the wolves. Okay. Yeah. I would like to try to do that, please. So I'm going to roll just a bunch of D8s here. Okay. 27 total. Wow, that's a bad roll on 7d8. Well, you know, it would be a bad roll if you didn't put all the fucking wolves to sleep. <laughs> Except for the one that's attacking me, presumably. Yeah, that one's still very okay. much awake. Glenjamin's still prancing for his life as this wolf is attacking him. Notes that the wolf in front of him is the last one and that Amen is... I think all he sees is a spray of blood and doesn't know whose it is. So he assumes things are going badly. 
waves his hand with his ring on it and there's just like a little concussive wave that goes out like a high-pitched frequency in the ears that's kind of like and it passes over all of them and they just sort of get disoriented for a second before falling over flat and asleep all right those three wolves attacking amen drop and they are just having a very peaceful snooze, all things considered. Yeah, Amon, you would probably note this is maybe not done with the same finesse that you would use. Like, there's, it's visual and it's obvious what is happening here, but you can tell they are probably just falling asleep since you also know this book. Yeah, he'll uh, take a few steps back, nod in gratitude with wide eyes back towards you, and then he looks back to the wolves. When you look back, we just get another shot of Glenjamin still trying not to be savaged by this wolf. Yep, the last and he just wolf. waves at you with wild eyes and his auburn hair bouncing as he dodges around, maybe hyperventilating a little bit. Amon, are you going to go help your new pal? Amon strides over to the wolf that's attacking Glenjamin and uh, attacks it for 12 damage, killing the wolf. He sees this happen and he puts a hand on your shoulder and sort of leans on you a little bit and says, Oh, thank you. Oh, that was scary. I'm going to just start killing them, Allie. How do you dispatch these wolves? Quickly and sorrowfully. It's just uh, pointed stabs down each one, getting a little bit better at taking it down cleanly and quickly. Is this a heart? No. Is this a heart? No. Yes. (laughs) As you're sadly dispatching these wolves, maybe have like a moment or so to collect yourselves before... A young man jumps out of a tree at you. Maybe not at you, but in your general direction. He has light tan skin and very frizzy, going everywhere black hair. And he's dressed in leathers and got a little little bow out and drawn. And he's just looking quite impressed with all of you. Who are you and what's your fucking deal? Well, you know, I'm a hunter, so I hunt. That's my... That's my vocation in training. So what? What are y'all? Y'all, y'all are new. What are you? What are you doing here? Oh, I'm just glad he's not trying to kill us. Yeah, no, not not my intention. Ooh, there's still four of Glenjamin milling about as they all <laughs> l- lean over on their knees to catch their breath and survey the area, and then they disappear after like thirty seconds. What do you know of this magical wall? Oh, the, that's the, the limit, you know, limits your movement. You can't really go past it because that's, it is, you know? I mean, we, we went past it to come in here. Well, yeah, things, things can definitely like come in, but you don't leave. Oh, uh, glance of uncertainty. Is anything even here a town? Anything? We got a town. We got it all built and everything. Actually, it's kind of cool that you guys are, like, new here today. It's uh, it's actually festival day. If you want to come, you, you guys want to get some good food? Why would we go to a festival? We are trapped here. Well, I mean, it's a festival, so, you know, we could still get a bite to eat. And maybe, uh, maybe somebody can help us with that barrier. Hmm? We're stuck here. I can see that we're stuck here too, so unless you want to try to, I don't know, run your way through that barrier, I don't have a better idea. I wouldn't recommend it. He wouldn't recommend it. Hmm? Amon nods, pinching the bridge of his nose. 
Uh, what, what's your name, my bow-carrying friend? My name is Bob. Bob Hunter. I know it's a bit on the nose, but what can you do? <laughs> Winks at you. Nice to meet you, Bob. I am the transorbent Glenjamin. Pleasure to meet your acquaintance. Wow. Pleasure. Pleasure. Uh, that That is exactly who and what I am, yeah. Mm-hmm. Spreads his hands and makes a flourish of color and sparks you know, applause. Bob is utterly delighted. Bob, how long have all of you been here for? I mean, I've been here my whole life. Almond's eyes go up. It's nice. It's really not that bad. Um, how large is this area? Oh, it goes for miles. We got we got room to breathe in here. I mean, I know it's like a bubble or whatever, but... I'm sure there's somewhere we can find a way out. I mean, maybe. I mean, we got... Yeah, we, we don't really get too many uh, out-of-town visitors, but we do have, um, we got, uh, you know, local witch. Just real nice. Have you, have you got any wizards? I'm not even rightly sure what that is. Oh, <laughs> that's wonderful. How many, uh, how big is your town then? Hmm? Biggest one I've ever been in. Oh, yes, that's nice. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> Bob? I need you to focus. I'm sorry. It's, it's just real exciting. I've never met like new people before and being the one to bring y'all back. Like this is just real cool for me. I'm in eyes. This guy suspiciously trying to check him out as all good paladins do. Naturally. I'm gonna, you know, just detect the good old days, detect evil, you know? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I'm, I'm just going to make sure this guy is not a celestial fiend or undead. He is not malicious and none of those evil things. Beautiful. That's lovely. Well, Amon shrugs and grabs the stag's head and he's just going to start trotting. Yeah. There's only one option here, you know. Bob Hunter will happily lead you out of these woods, informing you that, yeah, you know, there are some roving bands of wolves and wargs and whatnot. But, you know, if you if you get the drop on them, they're not normally too much to deal with. So, Bob, who's uh, who's in charge of this town that you're from? Oh, the mayor. Oh, the mayor. And uh, what what is their name? Mayor Roberts, wouldn't you know? Oh, wonderful, Mayor Roberts. So, um, are they nice? Do they like new folk, new strangers, that sort of thing? Uh, he, you know, he's he's kind of a little little bit more keeping to himself these days. You know, he's getting up there in years, and I think he's just tuckered from climbing all those stairs. <laughs> Don't want to climb down them, have him go right back up them. Oh, so he lives at the top of a bunch of stairs. He's yeah. in the tower. It's kind of like in the cliff. Big old stone doors. Took a while to make, apparently. But yeah, mm. he lives at the top. Well, I guess like the top of what they dug out. Hmm. As you guys are chatting and whatnot, you breach the tree line. And it's just a beautiful field with probably mid-thigh height grass just wafting in the breeze but can you guys maybe roll me uh perception a five fifteen glenjamin your roll succeeds feels like that sun you know up in the sky it's not as far to the west as you would think it would be at this time of day hmm. what time is it i would say somewhere a few hours after midday does it seem like more time than that has passed? It seems like it's still about the same time as when you entered the forest. 
Like, it should be later, but it's not. That's strange. Is there some sort of, um, magical bubble disturbance? You know, mess up what we see in the, in the air? I don't quite know what you mean. I don't know, it looks like the, the sun. The sun should be a lot, you know, it should be there instead of where it is. So does it make it look weird? That's where it usually should be, I think. So the sun doesn't move here? I mean, it moves, but it's, you know, it's at its pace. Oh. He'll turn and scratch his head, running a hand through his bushy hair. Give him a shrug. Alvin's just walking, <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm carrying this fucking deer all by myself. It's go time. <laughs> it's time to give me a hand. Yeah. This fucker has time to think about how long this is taking. <laughs> Boy, that looks heavy, huh? Bob, where can I put this head? Oh, I'm actually, I'm taking you to our little hunting outpost. From there, we can get a little boat into town. You could probably leave it there. There's plenty of other materials you might want and tools if you have a need. We can't just leave this. It's a golden stag. Ah, looks, looks nice. <laughs> Ahmed, like, looks to Bob, <laughs> looks at this guy and just shakes his head. There's a lot of shots of Ahmed just shaking his head all the time. I mean, Eli, is it, he do you want a hand? Um, yeah, it, w it would be the reasonable thing to do to someone to offer them a hand, wouldn't it? I'd love a hand. Thank you, Bob. Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, just let me grab that other antler. We can just swing it between us. Isn't that fun? He's having a good time, it seems. Are we now carrying it like a like a pig on a stick, you know? Yeah, kind of. As uh, Amon takes it onto his shoulder, he realizes it's not a whole lot lighter than it was before, and he will briefly consider leaving it behind before just feeling the gold in his hands and then sigh and keep trudging along. Mm. As you walk through this breezy field, you reach a riverbank and... There is a man at a little a little shack looking thing and there's some hides tanning outside and there's a, a couple of work tables. But he catches sight of you and waves you over to come and see him. Oh, hey, you got yeah, Bob. That is great. Was he missing? I mean, he was out and about, wasn't he? Doing all that stuff that we hunters do. Mm. And this guy, he looks like he looks a lot like Bob, but he, you know, he's older. You can probably see the town from here across the river. It's just, it's a small town, but there looks like there's a lot of fires going on. Not dangerous fires, but perhaps cooking fires, festival fires. Who's to say? We were told there was a festival. Is that where the smoke is from? The older gentleman says, Oh, well, yeah, it's a, uh, it's rebirth day. It's very important holiday festival for us. And I was just about to head out. So it's good I didn't because I've got the only boat. And what's your name? Oh, it's Robert. Long for Bob. That's how it works, right? And what's the mayor's name? Robert? <laughs> Roberts. <laughs> <laughs> and are you the mayor's son or something? Oh, me? No. No, I'm, uh, I'm just Robert Hunter out here doing my work. Let's leave this uh, carcass here and see what they have at the festival. Yeah, sounds good. Are you sure we can leave this here? 
and it won't be stolen. As you can see, it's quite valuable. Hey, well, I mean, if it's like I said, then they can't go anywhere with it. So, you know, you'll at least have a however square mile area to search. Should be easy. Robert points at you. That's true. Maybe. And do you use gold here, Bob? Do you understand it? Like, as a concept, yeah, we know about gold. We just don't get a lot of it, so it doesn't really have value in our markets. What do you use for money instead? Uh, we we just kind of whittle it. He says whittle, but he says it in a dumb way. <laughs> okay, <laughs> You heard correct. What, so you don't have any gold here? I mean, we have these lovely golden fields right here. He stomps his foot in the grass. Are there any outsiders like us? Uh, well, there's just, uh, you know, old Pam, which, delightful. This is more upsetting by the minute, Ovid. Uh, Where's your boat? He's kind of been standing in front of it because he's he's a bit eager to get to the festival. Yeah, Ovid just starts to walk towards the boat. One more question occurs to him. What is the name of this festival, you said? The Rebirth Festival? Whose rebirth do you celebrate? Community rebirth, I guess. Just kind of like it's just a nice thing to herald the arrival of, you know? It's just a good time. You guys like uh, barbecue pigs? Because, boy, howdy, do we have those. I would seem satisfied with that answer. Glenjamin's stomach rumbles. Oh. <laughs> that does sound pretty good right now. But, um, so you don't. You don't deal with gold. No, and you not really. Whittle your own money. <laughs> yes. So well, for- no, you got you got one one. You got the bankers. They're in charge of like distributing the whittled money, so we don't like get too much or too little. Oh, I was gonna say then what? The best job would just be to sit carving sticks all day. You know. Oh, somehow they always know. All right. Well. <laughs> So, um, we don't, uh, I didn't have any time to whittle before you came and found us. For paying for stuff? No, you're, you're guests here. This is your first day, right? This is, you're going to be well received, I guarantee. Who cares oh. about this stick money? Come on. But if we're going to the festival and they want us to buy things, we don't have any money. Glenjamin. But it's, it's fine. He said it doesn't matter. Glenjamin. He says it doesn't matter. Let's go. I was just looking out for you. <laughs> Leaving the gold here. Honestly. I'm tiring of this. Robert begins to pull you guys across the river. It's not terribly deep, so he and he on one side and Bob on the other one. With long bamboo looking poles, just get you right across. Easy breezy. We're, we're on the other side. We're in Robertsville now. Honestly, I, I kind of want to see where Bob takes us or like if he has any sort of guiding direction because it sort of feels that way, you know? Well, you guys disembark from the little boat and you start walking towards the town gates. And you know how like in old Western movies, they have the two large posts with a signpost in the middle of them that's like kind of shitty looking, but it's all like hewn out of wood. Like missing a letter or something? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Totally. You guys are walking towards that. And wouldn't you know it, the name of the town is Robertton. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> <laughs>